Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include Bureau of Labor Statistics, Part 2 my interview with Mignon Davis on internal audits, and why rates declined yesterday. I have to go to Target later today to buy Halloween candy, because I went to Target last week and bought Halloween candy. Get it? Here's another question. In the U.S., what's the difference between being unemployed and working at Starbucks? The answer is unemployed people got paid more in 2020. Although in 2022, Starbucks is raising its minimum wage to $15 an hour. Yes, every Thursday we see the previous week's jobless claims data. More on that shortly. But slice and dice it however you see fit. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported on October 12th that 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August 2021 the highest number ever recorded. It was also the sixth consecutive month of unusually high resignation rates across the U.S. I mention this because, A, resigning from a job does impact a borrower's ability to repay, and B, trimming the fat is a topic among mortgage banking managers. But there aren't many layoffs in servicing departments. And yesterday I mentioned large blocks of servicing being sold and bought with the inevitable, why? Smaller companies that added servicing last year because aggregators weren't paying for it now need the cash to try and outlast their competitors with declining margins and volumes leveling or tailing off. And take a look at the budget issues. Capital gains and other potential tax changes are on the negotiation list. There's not as much agreement on the direction of rates, with predictions typically coming out wrong, and lots of conviction on the inflation side, but much less on the deflationary side. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms and an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. Speaking of which, Joining us today is Mignon Davis from Richie May. Mignon has more than 14 years of mortgage experience in a variety of roles within the industry, including mortgage servicing, default servicing, and servicing quality control. Mignon has worked various audit and compliance roles and has extensive experience in compliance, internal controls, risk assessment, and operational processes within the mortgage industry. She has deep expertise in the operations of a mortgage company looking through the lens of risk and controls. We are pleased to have Mignon with us on the podcast today. Many people listening to this might think about the word compliance when they hear the term internal audit. Is it just compliance? You know, why is the process so important to a mortgage company? What's, what's it help them to do? Good question. It's not just compliance. Uh, internal audit is important because having that independent internal audit function should align with and validate the company's governance, risk management, and control processes. And then together, all of those things work to help the company achieve its strategic goals, its operational goals, financial goals, and compliance objectives. And one of the most important things, too, that I can think of is that internal audit just helps you sleep better at night. The internal audit function can provide that unbiased source of independent advice and insight and provide the, ins- the assurance that your company is meeting and adhering to regulatory requirements and demonstrating good faith business practices. And then again, it is 
important because of that Fannie Mae requirement. Ideally, what does an audit process look like, Mignon? Okay, so great question. We usually start with a risk assessment. When we sign on a new client, we will begin with that because Fannie Mae does require the internal audit plan and schedule to be risk-based and updated annually. So in order for it to be risk-based, we need to conduct this risk assessment where we will interview the department heads of each, uh, well, each department within the organization will assess the risks with that department head and go over the controls that are associated with those risks. And then we will rank those scores. We apply a risk rating for each of those process areas. And then we utilize that risk assessment to develop our audit schedule and plan. And that audit schedule and plan being risk-based, that helps to ensure that higher risk areas are audited on at least an annual basis, such as quality control. Um, I've spoken to many clients in the past couple of years who have completed Fannie Mae Mora audits and have received findings for not having an annual internal audit of its QC function. So Fannie Mae considers the QC function to be high risk and therefore they require an annual audit of that QC function. So um, so based on the risk assessment, we'll, we will consider those types of things when we do the risk assessment and build out that audit plan. The next step would be to develop, we have a process with our clients where we review that audit schedule regularly. And that's partly why we'll update the risk assessment on an annual basis too, because it's it's not set in stone. We'll, set a, we'll, we'll make a three-year audit plan, but it's not set in stone because we have to adjust to incorporate for emerging risks within those operational areas. A great example is during the pandemic, the past couple of years, we've seen so many regulatory changes. Um, it's been very difficult to keep up with. And there have been a lot of investor and agency guidelines that have come out. And in order for mortgage companies to stay compliant with those things, those changes, they need to have these internal audits to kind of make sure that they are adhering to all of these requirements that are coming at them um, so rapidly. So adjusting that audit schedule is key because as these as new regulations come out, you need to start auditing that area and kind of focus on it so that you can make sure that um, that the changes in your processes have been implemented effectively and that they're working and that, you know, everything is uh, working together to adhere to the, the new regulation. The Next step is to really conduct the audits. So when we conduct the audits, it's a very transparent process. We'll work very closely with the clients. Uh, we have a process for reviewing findings with the clients prior to issuing the audit report. Uh, if the client is able to provide rebuttals or additional information that help clear the findings, we'll work with them on that. Some clients ask us to present findings to senior management or even audit committees, and we, and we will assist with that as well. And I would say the main point of our process is the communication and collaboration. We have a framework for interaction between our internal audit function and senior management of our clients and the business units as we conduct our audits. And keeping that line of communication open is very important because we want to work with the business units to help them build that control environment for their organization. It's very essential. All right, Mignon, let's close with this. What can our listeners start doing today 
that can actually help them prepare for this process? I think the first step for most companies would be to decide if they have the resources and skill set internally to develop the function in-house or whether they need to outsource the internal audit function. If they decide to outsource the function, then it's easy. They can call a company like Richie May. If they want to do it in-house, then, you know, they'll have to have that set up. But I think to begin with, to prepare for the risk assessment, which should be the first step, whether you outsource it or do it in-house, the first step of the risk assessment is to really start identifying your lines of defense. How strong are they? If you haven't documented your policies and procedures yet, start now. Documenting your policies and procedures is a great way to prepare for the risk assessment. Have each business unit take inventory of the automated and manual controls in their department. This could be hard stops in the system, second level review process, processes, exception reports. And then you're going to gather all of those, all of that information into one central location and review it. And if you've already done this, review it again. Um, what needs to be updated? What uh, If you can work on documenting policies and procedures and updating them and getting it all, ga- getting all that information gathered together, then we can help with the rest. Fantastic. Well, if I wasn't so gung-ho about looking into you as uh, the next coach of my high school football team, I, I would say you're the perfect person to take on the audit process <laughs> for my mortgage company. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. And thank you very much for making the time and coming on to talk to me. Hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This is a great opportunity. Thank you. MBS prices and treasury yields rallied yesterday on the back of a strong $61 billion five-year note auction. Economic releases on the day showed durable goods orders declined 0.4% month over month in September, missing expectations. We still have several important economic releases for the bond market to digest this week. Today's news began with the first look at Q3 GDP, with a 2.0% gain, sluggish and lower than forecasts, as well as weekly jobless claims, in at 281,000, continuing to improve, and the core PCE deflator, the favorite of the Fed. Later this morning brings the pending home sales index for September, which is expected to slip, and Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey. Ahead of next week's FOMC events, both the BOJ and ECB will be out with their latest monetary policy decisions. We begin the day with agency MBS prices unchanged from Wednesday night and the tenure yielding 1.54% after closing yesterday at 1.53% with the press talking all about stagflation. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Two men were walking home after a Halloween party and decided to take a shortcut through the cemetery just for laughs. Right in the middle of the cemetery, they were startled by a tap-tap-tapping noise coming from the misty shadows. Trembling with fear, they found an old man with a hammer and a chisel, chipping away at one of the headstones. Holy cow, mister, one of them said after catching his breath. You scared us half to death. We thought you were a ghost. What are you doing working here so late at night? Those fools, the old man grumbled, they misspelled my name. I'd like to thank today's sponsor. Richie May. For over 30 years, Richie May has been deeply involved in the mortgage industry to bring solutions and innovation through advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more about how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com.
If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.